Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast, where I am declaring this summer the summer of pizza. Hope everyone is doing well. With me, as always, my co-host, the professor, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm uh, now instantly hungry for pizza. <laughs> um, other than that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Oh, smiling sensei, Mr. Barry Johnston. Uh, great, man. So, uh, yeah, I've been trying to perfect my pizza skills, and it's really hard. Mm. Like, really hard. I, I, uh, if you really start to try to delve into how to make a good pizza, like, man, my hat's off to those guys that can do it well. Uh, my kids got me at one of those. Uh, it's a pizza maker that you stick on the grill, and, uh, and you make pizza in this little contraption. Mm. Um, and so I've got the dough pretty good. I've got a good dough recipe, but getting the, like, I like mine with a little bit of char, you know, the crust, a little bit of, you know, I guess they'd call it well done or whatever. And that's really hard to achieve. Um, Mm -hmm. especially when you're not able to get your oven, your oven up past like, you know, five, 600 degrees, you know? Um, but man, it's been now my second batch. I've only done two so far. Uh, my second, my second batch was better than the first. Um, so I think I'm getting there, but I've, I've still got, I still got a couple of things I want to try and see if I can't improve on the, uh, on the pizza making. But, um, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I've had the good fortune, I know you have, of having really good pizza. And once you've had really good pizza, like a lot of things you can do at home and achieve pretty good results. But pizza is just one of those elusive things, man. It's just hard. It's hard to get there, you know? Yeah, it's one of the simplest concoctions, but also so hard to make, you know, and get it all to come together correctly. I, I. now, when you're doing the dough, do you flip? Do you do the hand? Do you twirl oh, no, it? No. Okay. I am so like you push it out. Yeah. I well, um, I'll kind of get the I'll kind of get the dough going with both hands until until the point to where it's kind of big enough to then put down on you know on the surface and then spread it out. Um, mm-hmm. But that whole thing is like. A, that's a whole other art. I, I don't understand oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I don't understand how to do that. Because every time I've tried, I get holes. You know? Yeah. So, you know, that that will have to be the next. That'll have to be way down the line before I get yeah. good at that, you know? Do you make your own sauce? Yeah, make my own sauce. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with the sauce. Um, but see... Eat? Huh? Uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say that... Um, 
I'm trying to stay away from the Neapolitan style. That's an e- that's kind of an easier style to make. I'm trying to go for more like a standard East Coast style of right. pizza. But man, I'm just telling you, it's just so hard to get the crust right. So you doing thin crust? Trying to, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's the way you get big slice, big big. Yes. Yeah, man, that's what I'm all about. Crispy, you know. Um, yeah. And the other thing, too, I think, is the mozzarella, man. I think the mozzarella has to be... I haven't quite found the right... I haven't found the right cheese quite yet. The mm-hmm. the right... Uh, but, you know, it's hard to get good cheese here where we are. Uh, well, you, you know, know y- you would think that. It wouldn't be because there's so much cattle, but it's not a lot of dairy. You could make your own mozzarella. I mean, it's yeah. not that... Not yes. that hard to actually make. Right. I've, yeah, I've seen people do that. Um, I've seen people do you that. You know, but... Uh, um yeah that's you finding the right cheese is definitely that's a big part of it and uh, you know of course however you want your toppings are however you know that's very yeah personal stuff i'm sure you throw a lot of uh dead animals on there well a little um, bit we do <laughs> we do a pepperoni actually i i've kind of uh, in my in my uh, middle-agedness kind of going for more just the cheese trying to Dude, keep it yeah. You know, you. just, just, uh, you know, I think that's a true test of a good pizza. Absolutely. You go one, you, you find a place that sells it by the slice, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how you, yeah. that's, that's, that's for starters. And then you test out their cheese. Cause that gives you all the basics you need to know. Yep. And that's really all you need out of good pizza. You yeah. know, I, I like, I love a cheese pizza. Yeah. I, again, like you know, when you're—I think it's when you're younger—you think, "Oh, I gotta have all the toppings and yep. all of this on." Yeah. Uh, and the, but as you, like you said, as you get older, you understand the complexity of the simple things. Correct. Um, yeah, you can you can um, you can mask a lot of the goodness if you put on enough stuff, you know. So. Yeah. But yeah, man. So that's what I've been up to. What about you? How are things in your uh, neck of the woods? Pretty good, man. Pretty pretty good. I got a uh, message the other day. Uh, from a friend, uh, well, our friend uh, William, um, uh, Mr. Wayne Cashin of uh, Future Island fame, and he had he took this video at night. He was there out by a campfire, and they, this line of lights, oh, in the sky, in formation, just of a line. And uh, it, he was like, does anybody know what this is? And I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, you know, it's obviously that's not a plane. And so um, I kind of did a little research. And uh, what it is, is it's Elon Musk's uh, Starlink. Yeah, yeah. Satellite I, system. Yeah, that's I when you said that, I had a friend of mine send me a video. Yep. Funny enough. Uh, yeah. And the same thing. Where did my mind go? Aliens, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. You went to you. But then you look at it. Yeah. And then like, well, no, because that's not like. Yeah. There's something else to it, and it's yeah. you know the way it's moving and stuff. But it's really fascinating. If you get a chance, um, you can look up online how to like when to spot it and stuff. And it's really fascinating. If you've ever seen a satellite, you know. Um, just in, they, they'll just go a singular straight line, but this is a series of them, and it almost looks like it's a train. Yeah, you know, and it seems like that, but it is very mysterious. If you, you know, you're not expecting it, of course. Yeah, 
and yeah. uh, it's you know, but it's that's, it's a really I, I'm not a huge fan of, of Elon Musk, um, but I think that's a really cool thing that he you know he's added to our ex- human experience is to see that at night. Oh, absolutely, um, you absolutely. Know, I, he is he's a uh, he's. I suppose he's, he can be an interesting character. Uh, this this weird battle that he and uh, Zuckerberg are having, you know, this yeah, uh, digital dick measuring. Hilarious. Or actually, you know, I mean, Elon Musk challenged him to a physical whipping it out yeah. and measuring <laughs> dicks. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's just... Intriguing. I, I, I don't even I don't even know I don't even know uh, but uh, but yeah I want uh, you know the the, the Starlink uh, satellite system is now in orbit and uh, causing obviously very on the first you know week or so causing a lot of confusion yeah yeah uh, absolutely people, absolutely you know, surprised to see something in the sky yep yep but entertaining nonetheless. Indeed. And, and we've got an entertaining show for you guys, and hope, hopefully everyone is uh, buckled in and ready to get to it. Uh, we've got our friend Jamie that has come on to, to talk, and, and she's got some great stuff. That's right. Jamie down in Florida, um, hot-ass Florida. That's where Jamie is. She's calling in. She uh, she talking to us. She tells us some stories. Jamie, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? So I have a couple of them, actually. Um, back when I was about 10 years old, my dad had bought a machine shop. And it was in, like, a little neighborhood. And um, there was a house next door. And my dad would look out from the machine shop and he would see a lady with a blue dress, like an older woman, on the porch. And he would wave to her and he would go back in to the shop and do his work. And um, when we got to know the neighbors, it was a mom, dad, and two kids. There was no old lady living there. And that totally freaked them out because they're like, what do you mean, what old lady? He's like, I see her like almost every day on your porch. There was no lady that wow. lived there. Whoa! How long had that been? Go- how long had had that been going on? That your dad was waving at this um, old lady. A couple months before we, you know, got to know them and wow. and started interacting with them. So then they went on vacation and they asked us if we would house sit for them. And my dad had. I was like ten years old or so, and so my dad took me over to Dairy Queen and got me a Blizzard, and so I didn't have to eat my Blizzard in the machine shop. He said, "Why don't you go next door? You can go eat it in their kitchen." What, and so what I flavor? went over and I let myself in the house. I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but That's this is okay. important. Uh, what 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 kind of Blizzard was it? Eminem. Okay, well, I'll let that slide. It's acceptable. <laughs> Everybody knows. Butterfinger, but okay, okay, maybe you know. Yeah. I would say Heath. I'm a Heath person. Heath is a good yeah. one too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I took my, my blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I took my blizzard over there, and I am minding my own business. Like I said, I'm like 10 years old, just sitting at their kitchen table eating this, and the whole stove moved out rapidly, about a foot, and I 
about had a heart attack. I dropped my blizzard. I went running next door and I was like, dad, the whole stove moved. He's like, there's no way. I'm like, I'm telling you, the stove moved. And I, he didn't believe me. I'm like, well, you know, we'll go over there. I got to get my blizzard anyway. And I'm not going by myself. So he came over there next to me and, you know, sure as shit, there was, it was out. Wow. About a foot from its cabinet space. And he's like, Jamie, how did you move that stove? <laughs> I was like, really? I'm, I'm like 10 years old right. and I'm not a big person. Okay. No, I didn't move that stove. Wow. That was scary. And then, you know, the kids were a little bit older than me. And so, you know, then we had started having sleepovers and things and, they had a wall full of mirrors, like the full-length mirrors. Uh-huh. And I would get so creeped out when I walked past those mirrors, and you'd think you'd see something. Yep. And I could not stand walking into their living room. And then at night, we would be laying there, and you would hear all these, like, tinging. And it sounded like they were having a tea party. And I'm like, what? Okay, it's got to be like a radiator. And it went on all night long, and I, I hated sleeping over there because it, wow. it was way too creepy. But yeah, did, that was. Did you ever hear? Was, did did they ever elaborate on anything, or did you ever find out anything about who that woman would have been? Maybe. No, they were actually renting it, so okay. they gotcha. They didn't know either, but yeah, they had experienced some things too, as far as I'm aware of, of just you know the tinging noises. And my friend would tell me that the old lady's having a tea party. <laughs> oh wow! So Damn. that it was. That hall of that the wall of mirrors just unlocked a memory for me about how uh, my my nana uh, she had a, a condominium and uh, there was a, like you're just, it's laid out like here the garage kitchen and massive uh, living room and, and then like a there was little hallway that led to the uh, one bedroom a bathroom a long hallway down to the master bedroom where you know but there was mirrors on a closet in the hallway that was the length of that long hallway yeah and um i just just remembered now when being when i was little and my mom lived at the same place for a while as well uh after um, my parents were divorced but there was that long mirror hallway, and I remember now how we hated going down that hall. We had run as fast as we could yeah. to make it down that hallway. <laughs> we, you know, we're probably you know and like try not to look. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like not looking that direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, and we're probably like five, six, seven years old, doing running down like that, trying to avoid that. Hallway, and I completely forgot about that. But there was—that's what it was, and it was awfully always dark in that hallway. Mirrors were a thing, really, at one time. Yeah. People got oh, into yeah. mirrors, man. You know, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, like, and as you're watching some of these paranormal shows, I mean, they say you know mirrors are kind of like almost like portals, and, and yeah. things can happen through them. So yeah, I could when I was younger, I, I really had that eerie feeling walking past there. Sure. Mirrors are weird, too, because, like, well, in a lot of cultures, if someone dies, you have to cover all the mirrors right. in the house. Um, and there's also this really weird, like, psychological phenomenon 
that if you, you stare into a mirror for a long time, like at your own face, um, and you stare at it for a long time, at some point, like your face starts to change and you start to not recognize yourself and it starts to like morph and does all these weird things. And I've heard, I've never done it. Um, can't stand looking at myself that long, but I've I've never done it, but like, I've heard lots of people talk about it and I've read about it and it's a one, a thing that happens, but it's like, it's apparently super trippy because there's something about with our brain just starts to, you know, I don't know if it's like entertaining itself or if it's just trying it's what process is going on yeah, yeah, yeah. with it, but it starts to do different things. And we start to see things differently. Sure. So, that makes sense. Maybe that's why there's I think that's kind of like looking at a reverse photo of yourself where you, mm-hmm. if, yeah. if there's a backwards photo, you're like, wow, is that what I look like? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 For sure. It really trips out your mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, bloody Mary. I mean, you know, right. Yeah, yeah. I've never oh, been brave enough to do that. Oh anymore. no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Neither, neither, neither was I. Neither was I. So I was always yeah. scared of Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't was, about to find out. That's for right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I was a very timid little kid. I think you yeah. know. So I wasn't going to be, you know. But it, no, no Ouija boards, no Bloody Mary, no, you know, poking at vampires, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. That's great. I do have a couple more great uh, stories for you. Great. So I had I was renting this apartment, and it was like um, a first level. I had the second level, and then there was a huge empty attic above me. And when I was like sitting in the living room, I would hear walking up there, and I know that the downstairs people, they could you know take the stairwell and they could get up there. And I was like, what are they doing up there? And so I would run up there. There's nobody there. I'm like, I swear I heard walking around. And I'd go back downstairs. Ten minutes later, I'm like, there is somebody walking up there. And I thought, my boyfriend at the time, I thought he was, like, messing with me. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I I know I heard it. And so one night I was having a get-together with some friends, and we were drinking, and I was telling them about the, you know, the walking and things I was hearing up there. And my friend was very much into paranormal things. And she's like, let's go up there. And I'm like, are you crazy? I'm not going up there. (laughs) And of course, you know, get a few drinks in us. Sure. Let's go. Right. So we go upstairs and I go and stand in the middle of this attic, which is, it's basically empty. There's really not anything in there. And I do a stupid pose. And I said, if anybody's in here, shake my hand and she snapped the picture on that picture there is an orb the size of my hand on my hand there is no light there is nothing that would be reflecting off my hand i didn't have a ring on that there is no explanation and so when i walked back and we looked at her phone together there was probably like six of us standing on the stairs and we all went like running down the stairs (laughs) Wow. Now, dude, now here's the thing. Um, Jamie sent me this picture. Okay. Uh, and I'm getting ready to send it to you, Barry, okay. and see what you think. Um, I like, I it like, is really. I always like when I get these pictures in the middle of our podcast. This is, I try, this is great. See, 
as part of the formula of the podcast is that we go into uh, our interviews or storytelling sessions, or whatever, knowing a little about what's wow. going to be taught to us, you know, told to us by our guest. And I, since I'm the one who lines everything up, I know a little bit. Wow. Uh, but I keep Barry in the dark almost 99% of the time. So he hadn't seen this. I've been waiting to uh, share that this That is with cool. You. That is really interesting, yeah. man. That is like... You know, then after I saw that, too, I mean, thinking about it, if I said shake my hand and it ended up on my hand, I couldn't imagine that it was out to hurt me. And right. it was really walking around upstairs. And so I think that was a little bit of a comfort that, okay, nothing creepy happened except for it did what I asked it to. Right, right. <laughs> Yep, and it's like this. It's a big attic. You could probably have yeah. lived in there. It probably yeah, yeah, yeah. had, you know, yeah. you could easily yeah, have lived in there. Huge. It was the size of my apartment, at least. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there's that single light in there, and uh, sure enough, there you are, sticking your hand out and smiling at the camera. That's amazing. And uh, it, there's a dot on there's an orb on your hand that yeah. you know is probably the size of like maybe a ping pong ball. If you were yeah. looking at it in the yeah, yeah. size wise, yeah, and we'll make sure to put that out. Yeah, that the, is cool, man. You didn't so feel anything or anything weird that. whenever you did that. It just no. appeared. That's no, so I, weird. What kind of camera was that? Is that an actual film camera or is that a digital well, camera? It was like I mean that was in like 2012, I think. Okay. So it was like somebody's cell phone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That not the greatest quality cell phones back then but you know the light is clearly behind me yeah i was looking I, at that nothing, there's nothing there that would have reflected that's so interesting that yeah because yeah, that's cool you can definitely you are backlit your hand is backlit you know there's yep. uh a, a, there's a little bit of kind of a something behind the hand but there's that dot on the hand and it's right about like uh for the listeners it's right about the on that ball, but uh, where your uh, the first knuckle of the the index finger uh, on your on the on the right hand. Uh, yeah, in there. So in there. Yeah, it's, it's, that's really cool. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, that was like one of my favorites. And then um, I'm also a hospice nurse. I've been a hospice nurse for oh, 16 oh, years. Wow. And well, thank I you guess. for doing yeah, that you. job yes. because that thank is a you. super important job that, you know, I mean, nurses in general, are, you know, don't get an, an enough recognition uh, in general, you know. Uh, so thank you for that. But the, being a hospice nurse is a special kind of yeah on top of that because you really have to like you know you have a big mm -hmm. heart i guess yeah yeah i love it i've been you know like i said i've been in hospice for 18 years i've been a nurse for 16 of that um i've seen probably more death than i could even count i i lost count many years ago but um i worked at an inpatient hospice facility and it was kind of um that out in the woods a little bit uh, away mm -hmm. from neighborhoods it was um on a big piece of property and then um there was one hallway that had a lot of activity going on and so we had three rooms on one wall and when somebody would pass away in one of those three rooms we would have deer that came up to the door 
Whoa. Every time. And then on the same hallway, we had somebody's call light, whether the room was empty or filled, it would go off all the time. And we would walk in there and like, okay, there's nobody in here to set off this call light. We'd flip it off, go back to the nurse's station, and it'd go off again. And, you know, eventually we're like, I'm not going to get it this time. You can't wow. answer that wow. one. Wow. Now, when, then, you, uh, when you when you say you flipped it off, I'm, I'm guessing you mean yeah. you turned it off. You didn't just like give yeah. it the finger and then walk away. Because I mean, it sounds like it later on, and you may have been doing it, giving it the finger and walking away because it's like you're tired of going through that route. But yeah, the, exactly. You, you get your steps in, I guess. You know, that's one. That's one good thing. Sure. You know, and it was it was the end the end room, so it, we did have to walk all the way to the end of the hallway to go turn it off, and you know. I mean, it would happen all the time. And on that same hallway, um, I had a patient who had just passed away. He had recently had a birthday, and his family brought in a bunch of balloons. Mm -hmm. After he passed, a balloon came out of his room, down the hallway, past the nurse's station, down another hallway, turned a corner, and stopped at the front door. And Whoa. we just sat there watching it, and we were like, jaws on the floor. How? I mean, of course, you know, it's inside of a building. There may have been airflow, but airflow to pull it that far? Wow. Down around a corner, yeah. Now, that yeah. just gave me super crazy goosebumps. Yeah. That's, we've, now we've heard we've heard about uh, ghosts playing balloons before um but like that is that's a whole i mean that's 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 horror movie stuff you know that's yeah. like that's like you know you see in like you know it you know that's where the <laughs> red balloon yeah. floats down on its own and that's just oh wow wow that's creepy yeah. and cool and at the same time i yeah, I mean, I'd be speechless if I was there, which is a rare quality for me. So, <laughs> have, have, has your attitude changed about death that you now that you've seen it so many times? Like, do you have a give a thought on that? Do you do you think about? I I was in the room when my grandfather passed away, and it it totally changed my life. Um, it was palpable when he left. I was there. My family was there and it was very powerful. I, yeah, I, I could feel the energy shift. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's generally almost a sense of relief once they pass yeah. and like calm and peacefulness. Of course, there are patients that we're going to get connected to because maybe they're the same age or their children are our age or they have children our age. You know, we tend to make those human connections and yeah. um, get a little bit more emotionally involved in certain ones. So there have been ones that have been pretty painful. But you learn after this long to put up sort of a block. I sure you know, I can I, understand. I cannot get that emotionally invested yeah. or it's going to hurt, you know, and I can't be professional and and still do my job and I, you know a lot of hospice nurses i think are scared to show emotion right but i think and i could be wrong but i don't think that i am when the family sees your emotion 
I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, we're human. Yeah. A death is going to hurt. It's, you know, we have emotions and we make connections and no matter who it is that passes, we're going to feel that on some level. But, you know, after they pass, there is that sense of peace. And, you know, I think that I've grown a lot in my own faith and spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I am a believer of God and I do believe in heaven. And I know that they're around us. And, you know, having that orb on my hand, having, you know, hearing these things, I know there's a spirit world. And I know that once they pass, they are just not in a physical body anymore because Mm -hmm. spirits are energy. Energy cannot be created or destroyed and energy has to go somewhere. Right. And so I, I truly believe that they're still around us. They're, you know, they're with you through each one of those moments in your life. Um, each one of those milestones, you're like, Oh, I wish so-and-so was here. And they are. And I think they're just like a thought away from being with you because I think, you know, the connections and, conversations are you know that instantaneous that they can be there probably before you can get the thought out of your head yeah one one of the most fascinating things that i didn't really understand i would hear people talk about hospice and how wonderful the care is and and just what what kind of work that you guys do but getting to to experience it firsthand was incredible and i did not know i did not realize that you guys can predict how the body shuts down what are the stages? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was one. I, I was just like mind blown. Whoa, what? Like there's a process to when yeah. you're dying. Like I just thought, you know, you died. I, I didn't know that like there was like if you have the ability to die in that way where it's not sudden, obviously. But um mm-hmm. Well, and I think the movies portray it in such a different fashion. You know, yeah. people, you know, take a couple breaths, their eyes roll, and that, you know, right. that is not, it's not what happens, you right. know. And depending on what diagnosis they have, what disease they have, there is an expected course that they are going to take, you know. If they have a lung or heart involvement, there are certain things that we expect to see. When they're reaching, you know, the final moments, there are things that we expect to see. And I think it's really important to prepare people and educate people on, it's great. on what's coming. No, it's yeah. it's great. I mean, I think that may be one of the most important things that you do, you know, mm-hmm. especially for people that have never had that happen before, you know, because you don't understand, exactly. you know, you don't understand what's happening. Like I remember when my grandfather started, his breathing became very slow very slow and they're just like yeah this is part of it you know and and it's like wow like you're seeing it happen and they're telling you why and it's great it's it's really Mm -hmm. it is it's it's a what you guys do like adam said is is a is a wonderful wonderful thing for people it it really is and i think that going back to what you said earlier about how hospice nurses you know you show you you show emotion, you know, and I think that's good for the family because that, you know, I mean, they you, they know you've developed a relationship with them and with with the uh, the patient, but that shows them that you know you really do care, and you know that again, it's okay. This is time to mourn. Yeah. It's it's where we're at. It's okay to have 
whatever feelings you you know you have at that moment, and that and express them because you know it's healthy for us all to do that. And I think that's you know kind of I think that's an important thing that uh, you know it's your. Yeah. I've age. always told other nurses, you know, it's okay. I mean, if you shed a couple of tears in the room, if you hug the family, if you, you know, are showing that compassion and, and you yeah. do care, don't sit there and be a blubbering fool where you can't pull yourself together and be of support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, you can, you can show your human side and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's and, and speaking of people who had passed and these, you know, spiritual connections, I've had some weird things happen to me over the years where um, I kind of almost get like a numb feeling over my body. I, it's very hard to explain, but I feel like I'm not myself. And I have in those moments where I've had these feelings, I have said things to people about their deceased loved ones that there is no way I could have known. Wow. Hmm. Uh, I had it happen to my husband a few times. I had asked him about his grandpa used to grab his arm. And I'm like, does that make any sense to you? And my husband just like, stop he's like how would you know that i'm like i don't think he was doing it like to hurt you but i think maybe to grab your arm and like control you and kind of get you to listen for a minute but not to cause harm and then i had known something about um his grandma wore a green apron there's how I didn't, mm. didn't know him. I didn't know his grandma. I, you know, I, I didn't have these connections with people. Um, also, my husband's cousin, his girlfriend had passed away. And I had met her a few times. I didn't know her well, but, you know, we had interacted a little bit um, prior to her passing. Um, and it was a sudden death. Um, and my husband's cousin had a really hard time with that. And we were at his house, and I had one of these feelings. And I'm like, are you like, are your keys misplaced? And he's like, how would you know that? I mean, you know, yeah. he just dead snapped. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like she's moving your keys around the house and kind of like screwing with you a little bit, <laughs> you know? And I mean, the look in his face was pretty incredible. And wow. after we had left his house that night, my husband and I decided to go through the McDonald's drive through and I had ordered something that I do not normally order. And I still had this feeling over me. I kind of still felt like she was with me. Mm -hmm. And I had ordered, um, it was like a cheeseburger without pickles, a Coke with no ice, and some fries with no salt. And I was like, I, I'm never that specific. Like, give me a number yeah. five and I'm good. You know, right, right. I don't go into details about it. And we had called his cousin since I still had this feeling and told him what I had ordered. That was her order. Wow. That was the thing that she always ordered. And wow. which, again, there's, I never went to McDonald's with this girl. I, I had no idea. But it was those instances, you know, that are unexplainable. I also knew my great aunt was going to pass before she had passed. I had called my dad. I'm like, is there something wrong with Aunt Esther? And he's like, no. 
well later that day we found out she passed wow <laughs> yeah so i've had i've had a lot of this stuff throughout my life of just odd wow. spiritual things which i think yeah. has really helped me grow in my faith because throughout my hospice career i always wanted to know what's next Right. What happens after you die? In college, I took death and dying courses. I don't know why, but I've always been really interested in, is there more? Mm-hmm. Are we are we here and we're dead and it's done and it's dark? Yeah. Done? Or do we go somewhere? Is, you know, what happens? And I think, like, throughout my career, throughout these experiences, I have found those answers. Do you think wow. that's what drew you to? The, your current career path? I think something did. You know, I've when I first started in hospice, um, I was actually just looking for a job. I yeah. didn't really care what it was. I was a nursing assistant, and I knew I didn't want to be in a nursing home because I had tried that, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had applied at this this um, hospice facility and you know the manager she's like why what do you think hospice is have you ever worked in hospice I was like I don't know like a nursing home with shorter stays I had had no idea what I was getting myself into Um, but I was thankful she gave me a chance they taught me a lot and it was incredible and that is kind of what launched my nursing career because I, I really loved the teamwork that hospice has it's different than any other department that I've worked in, um, how people come together for the good of one person, making one person comfortable and helping their family through that journey. Sure. It's wow. fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, we've had we've had nurses on before um, <clears throat> speak about when people pass and stuff. And, you know, we, we, we hear uh, some people talk about, you know, how you raise the window to allow the spirit to go out. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of that or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. These, these things that we do, it's interesting because over, you know, modern culture and things like that, like we still hold on to these, these weird things that we do when people pass or when people are born or whatever, that uh, whatever the case may be. And some of it's founded in myth or, what have you and some of it is based yeah. on you know people's real experiences <clears throat> it's interesting yeah. we, we, we always yeah. we always love these yeah there's a lot of different cultural practices you know that we have to be aware of you know um turning the beds in certain directions or you know opening the windows and the doors or you know don't touch the body for x amount of hours or do everything right away or you know there's you have to be a little bit mindful of what people's um, right. practices are. And and I'll, the hospice team tries to document that in their medical records. So, you know, we're not thrown for a loop when they do die that yeah. we know how to proceed after that and what the family's wishes would be. Sure. That's also just extremely important because mm-hmm. it's not something that, again, it's not something that people think about. What do you do? immediately after you know i mean you know yeah. your loved one is now passed and you know what do you do you know do you i you know some cultures and uh system belief systems or however you want to put it have these traditions that have to be followed you know to a certain you know for to 
for you know has to be followed these traditions to prepare the body for or you know the yeah. the soul for the next life. Well, you know, others, you know, I mean, a lot of people just, you know, like, what do you do? I don't know what, I don't know what you would do next, you know, I mean, so it's good that we have people like you who help out in all aspects of this, you know, the end of life kind of, uh, the end of the journey, you know, the process of of going through uh, dying and everything. Yeah, and I think that's part of, you know, why I had opened my own business, um, and it's not, I can't be a hospice company because I don't have a social worker or a doctor, but after doing this for so many years, I know that hospice provides some really great care. I know that their services are so important and so underutilized, but I also know from my experience, even with hospice's help, these people are still struggling. These families are still having a really hard time and their interactions with the staff are so brief because we're pushed from above. You have to see X amount of patients a day. You have to let us know when you're done. You have to move on to the next person. And you don't get to spend that time that you really want or that the family really needs. Um, So my goal with my business is to, you know, be there for people and help them really prepare for what's going to happen so they can heal a little bit better. Yeah, um, excellent. Yeah, so it's all been really important to me. And, and this whole spiritual thing, the ghost thing, I think, you know, all these experiences all tied into where God has led me today, into where I've started my business and, and the things I've experienced and even, you know, meeting you guys. That's great. Everything always happens for a reason and a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have websites set up and everything for your business? And I mean, is it uh, is it functioning yet? Oh yeah, yeah. I started it about five months ago. Um, you can look up Hospice Buddy on Facebook, Instagram, or hospicebuddy.com, and you'll find me there. Um, and I have a lot of educational things, a lot of resources for people to read up on. I'm not great with videos, honestly. Um, I actually, I usually hate being on video, but this has been okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys have been great, and I'm, I'm pretty comfortable, but um, generally, I not a big video person and mm-hmm. so um most of my stuff i'm more of a writer and yeah. i i pick a symptom and i write about it so people can be a little bit more prepared with that thing sure. and then talking about you know afterlife kind of things too yeah. um, i know everybody doesn't have the same beliefs as me but honestly i've seen too much to not believe well mm-hmm. I, that i mean that's why i asked you you know what your thoughts are on it because you can't work in that field and not be exposed to something that would be life changing because yeah you know i mean i've tried to explain this to people only when it's appropriate this isn't something that comes up all the time but uh i always say that if you have the opportunity to be with a loved one w- when they pass you owe it to yourself to to mm. to try to be there because it's a learning experience and there are so many things that we don't want to come, you know, we don't want to let, like, like you're talking about, you know, you got to kind of build your wall up because you got to work. You got to do this every day. 
And I think as human beings trying to get through this life as un, unscarred as possible, we, 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 we try not to think about the, these things that we don't have any control over that are you know, ultimately like we're all our days are numbered and, and who knows when it's going to be. But if you can if you can see someone transition into whatever's next and do it with dignity and grace. It's really a powerful thing and can teach you a lot about who you are as a person and who they were as a person. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it can't be understated. I mean, it's just really, there's a reason why I think people find spirituality when they're in these types of fields, mm-hmm. when they see a lot of very humbling things, in, you know, whether it be the battlefield or the, you know, the hospital or you see a lot of things out there that are very, it, it, it makes you realize that you're, you are just a human being. Um, and even, even pets and animals, you know, we, we, we grow these, we form these bonds with our, our pets and at a certain point they pass and they teach us more about what it means to be a human than, and uh, than a lot of our human connections, which is, Mm. it's another, you know, this world is really fascinating. And, uh, well, that's family though, is I think one of the things that you're kind of searching for is how the connection, and we can learn, yes, and we can learn beyond just, yeah. We can learn through that, you know? Yeah, and I think that hospice has such a stigma towards it. Mm-hmm. You know, even my husband, he's well aware of what I do. We've been together for a long time. He's kind of heard me on some calls or some situations, and um, he has a, a really good understanding. Even my children have a really good understanding of what I do. And when we talk to other people, um you know, they think people sign up for hospice and they die. Well, yes, they do. That's the point. But it's not that quick. And, yeah. You know, we. It's not like we're killing them. They're passing from their disease. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're trying our best to make them comfortable. Right. You know, you sign up for hospice, they give you morphine, you die. And, you yeah. know, a lot of people have this misconstrued, view of what hospice provides yeah um and it's really sad and so i'd like to break the stigma of that you know hospice can provide some really much needed very beneficial services to people at end of life and you know it's so important that people sign up early and not wait until somebody's you know one foot out the door before they call yeah have you ever thought about doing a podcast um I have thought about it. Um, I'm a busy person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I work. I still work full time, okay. and I work overtime. And I, I, I could just see it. I could see that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're busy, but yeah. I, I yeah. could just see that being a big resource for people because it mm-hmm. is. The great thing about podcasts is you don't have to do it all the time either. You know, it could be something where you mm-hmm. just even a YouTube channel that you just. You put out something, information for people, you know, I think that would be huge because I think you're right. There is an educational, like, missing piece when it Mm -hmm. comes to these types of things. And if people just understood a little bit more about what was happening, they would they would they would take advantage of that, you know. 
Yeah, and and part of that too is you know, like you were saying, we want to pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. We want to pretend that's not going to happen to us, not going to happen to my loved one. And you know, oh, grandma's sick; she's a hundred years old and ninety pounds. But no, she's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people have they just put blinders on and i mean yeah we have to be honest with ourselves when we're seeing our loved ones declining we're not gonna live forever yeah our our time here is very limited in the scope of all eternity you know this is just a a drop in the bucket our time here yeah there has to be something more there has to be something that was before and you know we have to face it when it comes our way and there's really no way around it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, this has been a great discussion. Is there anything else you want to plug or anything you want to talk about? Um, I don't think so. Okay. That's great. I think that people will like this. I think that this is, we've never had a hospice nurse on. Yeah. We've, this is the first time. I think so, yeah. Right? I'm glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. No, it's great. If you come up with any other cool stories, I'll Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, Please do. Please do, yeah. yeah. We always, you know, or always have the doors open to everyone to come back. And, you know, hey, send your friends this way as well. You yeah. know, anybody. We're open to anything. And we're really open to any really just good stories. We like hearing good stories. Yep. Not necessarily just supernatural, but we also like talking to people about jobs that they have that are kind of out of the ordinary, which, again, yeah. you would fall into that because, you know, we know the term hospice nurse, but we don't, unless you've been involved in with somebody who's been in hospice, if you've got a relative uh, in, in hospice, you don't know. You don't really know. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't know. You you don't know about it. I think sometimes until it hits the fan and you mm-hmm. are forced to face it head on, which I think is one of the hardest ways to do it. Yeah. And if you know, if I can get my message to as many people as I can to prepare people because it will come to somebody's door someday. Yeah. You know, and we're going to yeah. have to face it. And I would like to help them through that. It's it's great. it's odd because you know 150 years ago, we had an entirely different uh, approach to death. It was much more of a common thing, and it was much more in you know contemporary life at that time. You know, I mean, that's where a lot of our kind of more current practices come about, where you have the wake and you have you know. Uh, embalming and you have all of these things that happened, you know, and people were open to it and, and you know, it was more of I guess more part of the daily life and yeah. somehow uh, we've grown away from that to where it's become this very kind of like let's not talk about it until it's too late kind of a deal yeah. basically it's become very taboo yeah yeah sure. and i think it's because we're all very scared about our own uh mortality you know we're, we're all scared about what you know what isn't it yeah exactly absolutely Except to uh stay tuned and find out right <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you. Guys okay, Jamie. Yeah, you. thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'd love to have you back if you've got anything else you'd yep. like to come on and talk about. 
Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a good night. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what if any of our listeners out there have some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt get a hold of us Maybe it'll happen. Always interesting to listen to stories from nurses and the the uh, the nursing mm-hmm. profession. But her her stories as a youngster were really interesting too, and and kind of hit me in a in a spot where I didn't I wasn't expecting those stories, and and, and there was those were great, absolutely great. Yeah, dude. The seeing the old lady on the porch when there's no old lady that lived there, you know, classic kind of uh, ghost, you know, uh, passive ghost experience. And then, but the uh, that the the oven coming out of its, you know, that's right, you know, location. I don't know setting. Yeah, there. That had to be because that takes that takes some force. That takes a lot for of sure. force, and uh, that would have been super scary for especially for well, I'm not, it'd be scary for an adult if you weren't ex- again if you weren't expecting it. But you know, for a child, that yeah, I would have I would have dropped my uh, blizzard too. For oh, sure. big time, big time, man. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, you know, she being from Wisconsin, I'm always my heart is always soft for the. Uh, yep. The uh, folks from up around that way, and uh, but man, you know, those stories of her and doing what she does in hospice, yeah, and you know, the deer story is like so interesting. We've heard crazy stories before, and just like interesting things that happen to people when they pass, and mm-hmm. that's one of them that really, you know kind of hits you, you know? Yeah. Well, it's the part of life that we don't, we want to talk about least all around. You know, we don't yeah. want to talk about it. We don't, it's, it's a hard for us to want to embrace it. Um, but, you know, sometimes it is peace, you know, I mean, when some, you know, somebody in pain or, you know, super sick and then, you know, the end of all of that is a good thing. But uh, still, it's very, you know, because we love people and we're attached to people and and, and, and experiencing life, you know, we're we're attached to that, you know. So when people do pass, uh, however they do, you know, it's one of those things that we just, you know, we don't, that really is a, it's traumatic on uh, a lot of levels for for all of us. Absolutely. But, you know, and so... you know, again, hats off and, and big applause to uh, 
to nurses and hospice uh, workers because they are the ones who are kind of helping shepherd people into that uh, that final uh, pasture. Guess, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the afterlife, or you know, whatever you know. Yep. Uh, off this mortal coil, um, but you know what I found particularly fascinating were was the first thing that she contacted uh, us about was the orb in the photograph. Yeah, that was cool, man. In her hand, where she stuck yeah. out her hand, was like yeah. you know, hey, if you're here, shake my hand, and then bam, it's there, yep. and it's while so we'll have that up on the instagram uh page for yeah, sure and yeah you'll have to check it out because it's like it's interesting really it's interesting really, yeah definitely check that out if you can because it's pretty compelling it's hard to, it would be hard to 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 do that with a photograph like that so i re- mean really it, really cool i yeah you it, to stage something like that with a 2012 era you know phone smartphone camera you know well maybe not a smartphone maybe just a camera phone yeah but to do that to stage something like that yeah. I, it would to me you know i mean to take skills that you know i don't have but yeah yeah for sure not for sure that, that makes it unstageable but no it just it's really it was really cool we think it's legit for sure and um you know they were just as surprised to see it pop up there when, the, when they, because you know they didn't see it as it happened. It just was there. So absolutely. Regardless, uh, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing those great stories. Um, we had a great conversation and we really, uh, really, really enjoyed it. So absolutely, absolutely. We want to hear your stories, you guys. Come on yep. and talk to us. Get in touch with us. We'd love to hear anything that you've got. If you got some nursing background, you have some interesting stories in that field, come on. We always love hearing those stories. Uh, or if you're totally, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, maybe you're a truck driver, maybe you're, uh, yeah. you know, maybe you fly airplanes, uh, maybe you've yeah. seen some aliens, maybe you've seen some UFOs. We want to hear those stories. Um, I've been currently um, checking out some of the. Uh, sound bites that are coming off of Vlad TV uh, with Dr. Greer, our uh, our esteemed colleague. That's the UFO uh, expert, um, and it's interesting because he's talking about some things that you you just don't have a whole lot of like actual information on. Talking more specifically on how many races of uh, aliens there are and what they actually look like. Kind of interesting wow. stuff. Yeah, wow. uh, th- he didn't get super specific, but specific enough to where you're like wow okay that's kind of cool man so uh but yeah anything like that any anything in that genre anything that's outside of that genre anything that's weird or interesting in your life we'd love to hear absolutely doesn't have to be bigfoot but we love bigfoot uh doesn't have to be ghost or supernatural vampires um or you know or aliens or anything we just love talking to people we love hearing your true stories your amazing stories from your life um you know if you've had hey if you've had an amazing life story you know one that's unusual one that seems like it's a you know written for tv on its own we want to hear that as well we'll love love to have you on uh doors are open to all and next week uh we are back of course and we have a really fun interview with bernadette and 
Bernadette has she's well she's a psychic I mean there's yeah. just no beating her about the bush she is a psychic and she's had these um, really incredible powers and abilities and uh, we had a great fun talk with her uh, and she's done some really cool stuff and uh, we hope that uh, that this will just be the first conversation we have with Bernadette but uh, join us yes next week uh, at the regular dropping time, which is, you know, Tuesdays. Contact us on our Facebook, Instagram, uh, email, wywspod at gmail.com. Call the hotline. All the good stuff. Get a hold of us. Share your stories. Write in your stories so that they can be read on the on, on the air. We we still do want to do that. So uh, it's been a dry spell. It's been a dry spell for write-ins, but we've been getting a lot of uh, great regular interviews. Uh, you know, storytelling sessions. Uh, so we're we're happy as always. But uh, we still yeah we would love to hear so have some of your write-in stories as well, short or long um just as long as it's you know it's true and it's from you or you know someone in your close uh social uh, your circle i guess would be something like that or your ancestry lineage uh <laughs> group of somewhere in there absolutely uh, but anyway uh <laughs> we'll see you next time um and until then be safe be weird as always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.